Hello, my name is Sylvia Feline. My name is Sarah Kessler. And I've been obsessed with board games since I was a little girl. And I've been obsessed with board games for the past three years. The, the one, one word that, that sums, sums up, up my obsession, obsession is community. Is discovery. in the great shot. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Nerdy Obsession, the podcast where we dive in and uncover people's nerdy obsessions. Uh, today, well, my name is Michael Owen-Ackenbach. First off, today, I'm a little nervous because I have my first strangers in the room with me. I just met them Five seconds ago, <laughs> they seem like pleasant two, human beings. Two minutes, maybe. Two minutes, yes. I guess they have met the dogs and the animals, so we're, we're established as people. Um, but uh, Sarah and Sylvia, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. Of Very course. glad to be here. You guys come to me through Lavina, for listeners uh, who listen to the figure skating episode. Um, Lavina is a good friend of mine and a good friend of yours. Why don't you tell my listeners who you are and also me? Let me know all about you. <laughs> who I wants love to start? That you don't know anything. I about know us. it's great. You could make up everything, and no, no one would know the difference. You can pretend to be me. I can pretend to be you. He'll never know. <laughs> um, I'm Sylvia Feline, and I have been into board games probably my whole life since I was a real little girl, and I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> What do you do? Well, why are other than board uh, game? I'm love. an event manager. Come from theater. I'm a lifelong theater theater nerd too. Um, now I do events, and I love board games. I love traveling. I am on a never ending search for a perfect greeting card. Um, I really nerd out about greeting cards. I have a file. This started with my grandpa. I have a file of cards for different occasions, so I can pull them out and like decide who they're for. Wonderful. I love that. And Sarah. Who are you? Sure. So, wow. <laughs> Starting off with the deep, deep questions here. Uh, so, yeah. So, my name is Sarah, and I am I'm a writer. I, I do writing for a living and really enjoy it. I've been a songwriter for many years, and I'm an adventurer. I love running around outside, biking. Um, I moved to Chicago a, a week before the city shut down for the pandemic, so... <laughs> The way I really learned the city was on two wheels, which was yeah. great. <laughs> That's so, the best way to learn it, the city, exactly, in my opinion. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, who who I am, you know, it's a never-ending internal quest to discover that. <laughs> uh, I'm a dog mom. Oh, I'm a cat mom. Yeah, yes. that's right. We, we've uh, affectionately named our three pets puppy cats, so we don't have to distinguish. Between. We have large, small, and medium puppy cats. I love that so much. <laughs> 
Oh, speaking of puppy cats, Guinness right here. Hey, hey, Guinness. Well, thank you guys for jumping on. We're going to talk about something that, I mean, you said it already. Um, but we're No, don't. Oops. We're going to talk about it. And I have an interesting relationship with board games. All Ooh. right. So their obsession is board games, folks. I like games love games board games uh, are a part of that but like i like scavenger hunts mm. i grew up in card games mm-hmm. like my family Me was too. like card games all the time after dinner the old the old people my grandparents and all of their <laughs> siblings would sit at the table and i would just sit there right and just watch and, and watch them play but board games I collected and never played. <laughs> she I would does be, that now. Yeah, I like I like got all these like Battleship like uh, or like Sorry or all of these. There's one called Thirteen Dead End Drive that I remember. Um, it's like a mousetrap type type the type game, and it I wanted to play them, but no one would play them. <laughs> so sad. Ever. So here I was just collecting board games at at the at our house, and now that we're going through like storage and stuff, I'm like getting them. And I'm like I'm never gonna play this ever in my. <laughs> I'm sure some of them are vintage and worth stuff. There was a Star Wars one with an actual VHS. Like you could play along with it and you were supposed to like pause and play. I was, it was beautiful. But this is now my obsession, guys. So let's dive into you. All right, Sarah, I'm going to have you start. All right. Tell me board games and Sarah, why is this your obsession? Sure. So let's see. For me, I, I grew up playing... Um, some cards, some some games. We played Password a lot when I was a kid. I didn't have TV growing up, and so we played outside and we played board games. Um, did some Uno, and my my grandmother's played Bridge for years and years and years. So she started to teach me. I think I learned Spades when I was younger. I've come back to it recently, um, and I I really started to get into board games a few years ago. Uh, I. Learned some newer ones. Ticket to Ride. Uh, Pandemic is one that I used to really like. I like it again now, but I had to take a break from it. Just because it's called Pandemic. A little too real. Yeah, and then honestly, during the actual COVID pandemic, when it started, I moved to a new city. And, you know, not a lot of things were open, so I really started diving into that more. It's something I could do within the comfort of my own home and feel like I was having a lot of different experiences without actually getting to go out into the world. So that's so funny. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'll get into it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So I, for me, it it was a way to engage, uh, you know, strategic thinking and creativity and see the creativity of others and and also have something communal. Um, Yeah, it was really great. How are you different? Just in that sense, I... I grew up playing board games. Similar to you, I grew up playing card games all the time. And it started with my mom, my grandpa. I was, you know, eight-year-old being taught how to play blackjack and poker because that was just what he knew and we would play. Um, and my family's into board games. We play, Except for my mom's sister. You made me think of it when you said no one would play with you. She loves card games. She won't play board games because she says there's a re- reason they're called board games because oh they're boring. Gosh. Um I've slowly gotten like her into some of them. My boyfriend hates them. That's exactly really? what he would say. Yeah. <laughs> I've slowly gotten her into some because now we're finding ones that um, are a little more creative and aren't just moving things around a board. So I grew up playing with my family. And then I got a little deeper into the hobby, actually with my ex-husband. And we started, I mean, in college, we played a lot of party games. I had my roommates there and we would play a lot of fun party games. But with my ex, we 
got into sort of modern board gaming and we started making friends and going to some uh, like open board gaming nights at places. And I mean, we even had a board game theme to our wedding, but that's a whole (laughs) nother story. Um, And then I, I sort of built a lot of my community around gaming and around um, spending time at a table with people. And for me, it's like the best way to get to know people. It's an active social activity. You're not passively watching TV. You're not whatever. And you learn so much about a person. You learn about their humor. You learn about problem solving, how they deal with winning or losing. Um, it's just such an active hobby and such a good way to spend quality time with people. Um, and that's really been the important part for me, which is why I was thinking about the pandemic thing. For me, it was the opposite. Once we went into that lockdown and quarantine, I had one friend to play a lot of games with, and we did, but it was sad to lose the community around it and to lose that way of engaging with people. And I never really could get into the online board games. We tried in those first few months, you'd get online and play some of those games with people, but it just isn't the same. So, so for me, the pandemic sort of pulled me a little bit away from the hobby. I mean, it's back now. I mean, it never went away. <laughs> it, it, it had to take a it had to take a back seat so the pandemic could rule. Right. <laughs> Except for the one friend that I played with, we played nonstop because we had nothing else to do. Well, that's kind of what I was going to bring up. So I'm glad that you you transitioned into it. Is because you saying that you got a little bit more into during the pandemic yeah. and think how does that look? Because when I think of board games, it's exactly what you said, Sylvia. I think of community. I think of getting around that table, um, that like stereotypical family game night on the television, right? Like, so in the pandemic, where I would have only also had one person to play with who hates board games, so it would have never worked with me. So how, 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 I guess, how does that look? Like, how does that look? So again, I'd moved to a new city. I had a very small community, which worked really well when we were in our quarantine pods. And so it was a way to spend time together in in each other's homes uh, and connect over, you know, a new activity. And I love learning new things. I love engaging with the world and having experiences. And in the absence of having a lot of new experiences, learning new games kind of helped give me that. I mean, you're stepping into these worlds that these designers have created with this new set of rules every time. And so... For me, there's something fun about learning a new approach and a way to engage while also spending time with people I cared about, where we could have the same setting. We could be around the same dining room table every time we played in the middle of a global pandemic where the city was completely shuttered and have different experiences every time. Yeah, it made it, I would say, not just not just tolerable <laughs> coming to this city and uh, not really being able to engage in, in city life. But also, you know, I became a lot more content with those those simple moments and those moments of connection became all the more meaningful. Uh, and then I got really nerdy about it, which we can get into. I would argue she's nerdier about this hobby. I may play more. <laughs> well, maybe but we'll let you be the judge. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. I mean, we are going to play a game later that'll probably decide this. Maybe. Well, we are very competitive. <laughs> yes, that's uh, for sure. Is that how is that how the board game love happened between the two of you because of the competition? We actually met when I was like, "Oh, the city's opening back up. I should meet some people." We actually met at a board game meetup. So I was having a pity party one night like you do because my two like closest board game friends who lived in my neighborhood moved away out of town and they were the people I play with all the time and I was having a I'm so sad nobody will play games with me anymore and so I posted on there's a Facebook board Chicago board game group and I posted like anyone in Lakeview ever want to play games ton of people responded I was like I do not need 
40 new friends, but clearly there's a need. So I was like, I'll host a one-time meetup at a bar so I can screen people. Because I wanted not even to, to play games, no, not just to play to screen. just to meet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to screen people, see who wasn't weird, before I invited someone to come over and play games. So I just had this like, hey, there seems to be a need in the neighborhood, let's meet up. And that's where we met. She showed up to this meetup. We connected very quickly. And um, turns out, the one friend, the only friend we had on co- in common on Facebook when I went to find her, was one of the ones who moved away. So the guy who moved away with his wife, who were my like friends that I was sad about leaving, was her former coworker. Yep. So it was really cool that we connected oh because of God. this guy, ultimately. That's a moment. So shout out yeah. to Rob and Jen. Yeah, hey, Rob and Jen. And what's funny is, you know, when I moved here, I'm working with this, this friend, Rob, and we became really close. We're, we're both in marketing. He's a designer, and I'm over all the written content. So we collaborated a ton, and he would tell me all the time, man, when this blows over, we're going to get together and I'll introduce you to my board game crew. And she was in that crew. <laughs> so I technically heard about her for the last year, but I, I didn't know. Yeah, so we would have met anyway. That's but. so cool. That's something you bring up is interesting about board games because also with card games, I, I think less so with card games, but you need to have the right crew. Oh, yeah. for sure. You need to have people, like because nothing can ruin a game more than the one person that's just... Not meshing. I'm not going to say doing the right or wrong thing. Just not meshing with everyone else around the table. How, I mean, you obviously found the, decided on if you're going to be a weirdo or not. And that's, that's step one, right? So if but you also, come to this place, like, how else? Weirdo is one thing, and I use that sort of flippantly, but it's also, are you interested in the same type of games? And do you communicate the same way? Like one thing, for me, a lot of people who are into like tabletop games are really into also D&D and those kinds of games, which just aren't my thing. And two people had messaged me when I posted that thing saying like, oh, do you know of a D&D group? And I was like, I don't, but two of you have asked me. So why don't we all go to this thing and you guys can connect and like do that kind of thing. So it's screening, like you said, it, it matters. And you're also spending hours with people, right? You're not just focused on a game. You're talking, you're spending time with them. Um, it's social. So it does matter a lot. And their ability to to learn the type of games you may want to play is also different. Some people have sort of gaming brains because they play a lot of it, and some struggle more with the type of games you may want to play. So I think it's that, too. I think it depends, too, because, like, there's lots of games that we play where, like, I've taught, my, I've taught my family, and they love them now. And my dad will call us. He'll be like, I just taught Azul to my friends, and I... I beat them and it was great. And you'll call back and be like, oh my gosh, my sister just keeps kicking my butt in this game. Like, why did I even, why did I even teach her? Cause now she's winning all the time. So it's like, it depends like the kind of games. I think there's an entry point for everyone. Um, but you know, we really have a good group of people that we play with now. One of our really good friends, I'm sure we'll talk about this more later, uh, owns actually a board game cafe here in Chicago. Yeah. We'll for sure talk more and about that. Yeah. So he's taught us a lot of new games. Like he and I have plans to, workshop some games together uh so we can learn them and then teach them yeah i hate reading rules i hate learning games i do not like learning games i want to know them and she's bought a ton recently that i have no interest in learning so they're going to get together they're going to learn them so that then they they both know what i like they can determine if i want to play it and then i um, love that but i will say she's amazing at teaching games once she knows a game she has a formula i mean i do have a it's amazing People make fun of me. Like I want to go talk play about it. Tell me. What is this formula? How I teach All right. No. Let me say the first line. 
So every time she teaches a game, the very first <laughs> thing she says is, the goal of the game is points. It's not always points. <laughs> it's not it's always the points. The goal of the game is blank. But I would say like 95% of the games, the goal is points. Points or a form of points. Or like finishing first. That's another Uh, version. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that is my first line. Well, how do you win? Number one, Uh, how do you win? I'm with you. I, 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 I'm a bulleted list person, so I don't like reading because yeah. like the instructions are paragraphs and paragraphs. I'm like, just tell me this is what the goal is. This is how you lose. And this is what you have to think about. This exactly. is it's awesome. Yeah. This is the goal. How do you get the points? Explain how you get the points. And how does the game end? Because when someone's teaching me a game, I really want to know what the goal is to make it end. And how do you win? Yeah. Um, and it's super helpful because my ADHD brain wants to interject with 5,000 questions, but I'm like, she has a structure. She's going to get to it. I love it. Well, I, I think one of the big things we should talk about first, and I want to hear from you guys kind of talking about it in what is a board game, right? Mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about like the types that you have, and you gave me a list of some, which we'll, we'll mention later, but I want to understand what is a board game one and what it makes them different. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh, there's whole genres. Yeah, right? I'm going to let Sarah take this one. Well, I think if you want to share what a board game is, I can get into what makes them different. How's that? Sure. I mean, I use it very loosely. I'm sure many people in this hobby would disagree. To me, it's like any competitive game that you would play around a table, right? I would count card games in that, too. Um, Cooperative, too, would you say? There's cooperative games. Nowadays, a lot of popular games also have solo play versions, where it's a one-player game, and it's really, sort of like a puzzle, ultimately. It's like playing a puzzle, but I use it very broadly. It's like anything competitive around a table played with people. Yeah, and which is why a lot of people like my aunt or like people who aren't into it go, well, board games are boring because they're thinking of Monopoly. They're thinking of, you know, things they grew up with that are really simple, and those are great. Some of them are great games, but they're not seeing the variety, and there's such a variety in the hobby, and I, it, it's fun to discover. It's fun to discover how much else is out there, but I... To mm-hmm. me, it's a loose term. Yeah, and I would just add to that when you said what's different. I was I was showing my folks they were they were in town recently, and I was just showing them some of the games and like, hey, here's how games are a little different uh, now. And some of them are are really puzzly. So you know, there's some games we can talk about later, like Cascadia or Tiny Towns. Calico is kind of like this. Sagrada, where you're you're basically every turn you're kind of trying to configure this this bigger puzzle of how you'll score points. Um, which is really different than I think games that, you know, I grew up on like Monopoly or Life or anything like that, where you're just kind of going like around a board or something. Um, this is almost like you're creating your own little way of scoring your points. Your little world. Yeah. And there's different, you know, since it's a your nerdy obsession, I get to be extra nerdy. Uh, but there's all these different board game mechanisms uh, and, you know, resource management, that's one of them, or... Um, like territory building or engine building, uh, tableau build. Like there's all these different terms and really something like an engine builder is where you, every game, are kind of choosing which kind of cards that you're using and they score you different, uh, a different kind of series of points depending on how you combine them. Um, And so there's a lot of strategy in these games, um, but I would say something that we have in common is neither of us uh, like what's called the take that mechanism? Am I saying I've that never heard that term. Oh. Well, so well, no, I but know. she likes the terms. When I want to teach her new games, she goes, 
well, what mechanism is that yep. one? I'm like, I don't know. I like it. Like, I don't know what mechanism it falls so, into. So take that is kind of the games where you're sort of trying to screw over your opponents, right? You're doing something so that it will mess them up. Both of us really like the games where you're kind of in your own world and trying to score as many points as possible, but you don't actually know what those points are till the very end. So you don't know who's winning. I think something that people get really frustrated in games is they go, oh, well, I've already lost and they check out, right? It's like, oh, you're crushing me. Why should I keep trying? These Most of these games, I think that we play the most, you're building your world. You have no idea who's winning till the end when you count points. And there is no element of like, let me screw them over. I don't like being mean. And I just don't. I want to I want to win and I'm competitive, but I don't want to be mean. I just want to do the best and get more points because I'm better, better. at it. <laughs> and I'd say I'm competitive with myself too. When she says build your world, it could be anything from like putting these tiles next to each other so you're scoring the most points with continuous land or <laughs> in wingspan, uh getting more eggs on a card or birds. Like there's so many different ways to score points. Um so it's like, okay. What is the kind of puzzle and strategy I can put together? It's going to be my personal best. And then at the end, it's like, oh, well, you bested me. But I still really like how I went about it. <laughs> Did you guys like group projects? No. no. <laughs> Unless they were creative. If they were like art type projects, yes. But no. Interesting. I was the overachiever who would just do it all. So I'm like, look, I'd rather just get this A all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so similar to my boyfriend in that in that sense he, ha- he hated him but it's interesting that the games that you choose to play are yeah. similar to that yes yeah, right that's like you're true. choosing a game to be very okay i'm here as a group but i'm just gonna focus on what i yeah, can make true. better here because so. i don't want to be mean yeah now that said card games are more social and most of the card games we like to play are partner-based games right like spades or canasta or any of those games And that is much more of a group project or a project of two. I mean, I told her when we first started dating. This is my test. It was a test. I said, you better be good at spades because I need a good spades partner. And you like, you got to be good at this. So I paid for a course online and I learned how to play. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but she learned it fast and she's a great spades partner. But that was very important. Mm. Well, that's I'm going to dive into that next question, which is the reveal question. So board games, like you said, is a very social thing, right? like to be with people everything like that when do do you find i mean you guys obviously meant because of a board game thing so let's say you don't meet a significant other because of board games they aren't matching that way um do you reveal hey this is a a board game obsession this is um more than that (laughs) like do you have any hindrance if somebody says i don't like board games like what are your What's that? Right away. Like for me, it's right away. I It's such an important part of growing a friendship and socializing to me, whether it's romantic or not. Um, I spend so much time doing it. And I find myself, you know, even with friends, if I have friends that I love equally and enjoy spending time with, I spend t- more time with the people who want to play games a lot because mm-hmm. that's what we do. So right away. Um, and my dream was always to have like a partner who shared that hobby, right? It's important because it spends a lot of time. It's not necessary. I've dated people who didn't want to play games, but like sort of my, my mini dream was like, I just want to date someone who like every night before bed wants to play a game. Like it's a a quick way after the like busy day to connect face to face. And like, sometimes it's a five minute game. Sometimes it's an hour game, but like a way to connect with each other, I think was really important to me. In fact, it was always my like third date. So when I was, yeah, I had like a a formula down. So when I was like online dating and just more casually dating before I met her, I 
Never first date, because you don't want, like, you want to talk. You mm-hmm. want more engagement. I want to know if you're going to kill me or not. Right, I want to know <laughs> if I actually want to spend yes. hours with 100%. you. 100%, yes. Um, sometimes second date, but usually it was, like, the third date sort of was hard. Like, oh, let's go to a coffee shop and I'll bring some games. Or now that this cafe exists, I would take them there. And I was even more, like, picky about not taking them there too soon, because it's my place. Like, I, I love going I'm a regular. I didn't want to like give away the spot if it's going to be with someone that I'm like, I don't want to ever see them again. But for sure, because again, you learn so much about a person. Like, how do they collaborate? How do they, what's their humor and all of that? So I want people to know right away and I want to test them. <laughs> do you make them, do you make the choose the game? Ooh. Like you bring it, you bring like a choice of four games to that Ooh. third date. And you're just like, which one you want to play? And like plant one that yep. I really don't, oh. don't like. Or, or, or like each one you're like, if they choose this one, this is the person they are. Like that's, that's more what no. I say. Like and psychoanalyze like, their choice at the end of it. And yeah. it was way too late to do that, but I wish I had. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as long as you're okay with it, she can go on dates. Like, come on, just pull that. And then at the end of it, just be like, I'm just trying to find a gaming partner. That's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now do you want to come over and meet my my girlfriend and play games with exactly yeah. a way to make trick people into friendship friends. you know i've met random people there's there's a there's a season where um i was buying a lot of board games every month so i was like okay i think instead of giving myself a board game limit i need to give myself a dollar amount so i started looking on facebook marketplace to see how many games i could get like for a certain dollar amount and i would bike all around the city picking these up but then the people I'd pick them up from, we'd connect over a game. And I'd be like, you got to play with my girlfriend and I sometime. So, I mean, you can also, you know, there's lots of ways to go about it. <laughs> what about you? When do you reveal it? The same right away or? Honestly, not. No, actually, I, for me, it's like a newer obsession, I would say. And I would say now I don't really have to reveal it because anyone who knows us together really knows that we play games all the time. And. A lot of our friend circle, you know, they all play games. And, you know, Drew and Courtney own Bonus Round here in Chicago, which is a phenomenal cafe. We'll, we'll talk more about it. And they teach you how to play all the games. And so we go there a ton. We play with them a bunch. I mean, if you walk into either of our places, too, the board there's board games everywhere. So it's it's like pretty obvious. You make it sound like it's a hoarder's house. It's not. We have nice <laughs> no, shelves. No, gorgeous shelves. With nicely organized yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. But like, yeah, that's true. It does sound like that. Oh, I wish we could show a picture. Her her board game show is phenomenal. But anyway, like, it's not something I really share a lot, but I get excited when other people are into it. And then I will share it, but it's not necessarily the first the first thing I share. Um, but I do talk about it a lot. <laughs> so she's the one. This is, uh, this is why I say she's more nerdy in the hobby than I am. I, she will watch hours of youtube videos on like tutorials of how to play games or she has all these apps that she tracks certain games and that's why she knows all the different like mechanics and what types Mm -hmm. they are is because she tracks all these games and you even have price alerts on stuff and you you can sort which ones you own based on so many categories but she'll watch all these. I've never watched a board game video in my life because it sounds so boring. Um, but she will. She knows everything about all these games um, before they come out. All of this. I don't know any of that. I just like. I like to thank my biggest fans, ADHD Hyperfocus. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I do have one app, but mine is less about researching games and mine is tracking what we play. There's a really cool app. What's it called? I don't know the one that you use. I'll look it up on my phone. You keep track of all the games you play and it's got, it's all data. You say who you played with, where you played, and then who won or lost. You can put in like what your actual points were. I don't bother. 
But so like you can pull up a person and go, I played 28 games with you this year. 50% of the games we played were at my house or somewhere else. And I won four out of five times we played this. It's just all data and it is so cool. So now I'm obsessed with any time I play a game with anyone. And the other day we were like sitting around on the couch and I went, guess how many games we've played this year? Or who do you think I've played the most games with that aren't you? And it's, it's, it's <laughs> That's kind of, really yeah. cool. Yeah, it was cool. And I'm kind of over here like, I think I'm also driven, like I said, by ADHD, hyper-focus, and FOMO. I'm like, I don't want to miss out. What's the newest cool thing that's coming out? And it's also just so impressive, like, the the graphic design on some of these games now, just the creativity of how these games work together and what that community experience is like around the table, where I, I think another thing that, that people often think of when they think of board games is, like, you're waiting the whole time for people to take a turn. And so if you play, like, I liked Monopoly growing up, but for me, like, as a kid, I just felt like it took forever because you're just, I felt like you're always just waiting for your turn. In a lot of games now, you're, you're, you kind of have to be thinking about what you're doing next and you can sort of plan in between and there's some games where you're taking actions at the same time or right? that other people's turns trigger something for your your game so you have to actually pay attention at all times yeah so i just am blown away by the creativity so i would say like really the biggest problem for me with board games is not like going into a board game store all the time instead i have my phone in my hand at all times and i can easily go to kickstarter and just see what's happening or uh i used to have such a kickstarter <laughs> problem with board games uh, you google it and that is nuts the amount of board games on kickstarter because i did in the research and for this. so many of it them are so good like they're not like some many aren't but some are so good and then they turn into you know the next popular game that everybody plays mm -hmm. yeah and board game uh, geek is an app that kind of has a ton of games on there and that's where it'll say like what the weight of it is and it's just like how challenging it is to play how many minutes it'll usually take the best player count and so, message boards for every game yeah, yeah. so i i go down rabbit holes all the time um, cause I just think it's interesting to learn all those things and super nerdy. I know. Are you, uh, do you know discord? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was, cause I bet there's a, a community there. Oh, there probably done, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, there probably is. Um, with, uh, the apps that you've talked about and everything, then, and you said that you bought games one summer and like, just tried to get all that. Mm -hmm. What, um, the money situation here. Uh -huh. I want to try to swing it into the cafe that you guys are bringing up too, because I can imagine the amount of physical things that you have to own now for a board game, like one space, like that's crazy too, the amount of money. And so then you create these things that are like cafes that are popping up, even becoming way more popular nowadays. Um, so first type of first part of the question is like, talk to me what you've spent. Let's, let's put a number on this. Uh, what, what is, or, or if you got any stories on like the craziest thing about that and then, and let's talk about how the cafe has changed your life or how the community has changed that. Yeah. All right. I guess, uh, I guess I you can speak to it. this one. So the I guilt spent... on both of their faces. Listeners, I just want to right, let you right. know. It's mostly me. I think <laughs> her face is guilty. Too. So, uh, so I spent all hundreds of dollars on board games, but let me tell you, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on board games to, to have good board games. Uh, this is just what happens when, you know, I get really excited and have lack of self-control and I'm like, oh, FOMO, I can't miss out on this Kickstarter because it'll be so much more expensive later. So take all my money. But the other thing that is funny, and I think well, I'm, I'm getting the look over there from Sylvia of, of humor and amusement, is you can buy upgraded components for games. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I'm like, wow, that would the tactile experience of this would be so much cooler if I had this, this and this. 
So then I pop over to Etsy, which I hadn't been on Etsy for years until all of a sudden I was, and then <laughs> I had many Etsy orders coming in. So so here's the problem. I've purchased upgraded components for games I've never played before. Oh my gosh. Right, right? <laughs> so cool. so many people you. are 3D printing them. They're yeah, beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah, like they're yeah, yeah. 3D printing them. There's so much skill, and it does actually make them fun. Like I have also bought them for games that we do play regularly, or like trays to store the components from the games while you're playing in the cards. So it's just kind of become like a joke of, so I got something from Etsy again. <laughs> um, I should buy you a 3D printer. Oh, man. Okay, so here's and the thing. I could looked, get into designing I looked into it, actually, a little rabbit hole of a rabbit hole. And I was like, maybe I should just do this myself. But I would have to spend about the same amount of time hyper-focusing on how to 3D print that I do... I'd rather just pay someone who knows how to do it and play the board games. <laughs> so I think that's where it gets tricky. I think, like, a more reasonable person than myself could just, like, buy a couple of board games and keep playing those. Um, but I've become a bit of a collector, too. So when you were saying earlier, you have games that you've never played. I would say I have played about 80% of the games that I own. Um, and there are some that are new and just are going to take a little longer to learn that i'm very excited to learn and have watched the youtube videos uh but really need to like try that out before we play with a group i definitely spend less now i used to the hobby is less new to me and also i would say i have so many games i don't play anymore i don't really have games i haven't played but there's so many and i have trouble letting go of them maybe because of memories associated with them or just because maybe one day i will play over the years i've spent a lot of money on games and i think the you mentioned that you know in terms of space whatever but the hidden costs too of just like ordering out and you know getting the beer and like when you're playing games it's eventually some because you're there for hours eventually it's like oh i'm hungry let's get some food and i think a lot of money is spent around that too and so okay so bonus round we've mentioned it a few times a great board game cafe here in the city it was the first board game cafe there's a few now but they were the first ones and they have a great model where you come in, they have like a cover fee or a, a game pass fee. And then otherwise you just order food and drink and they teach you the games. So they have a huge library. And I think a lot of people are really intimidated by learning games or like board game shops that have like gaming nights sometimes are intimidating. They're not really inclusive. And something that's been really important to the owners of this place is to make it really approachable. You know, they have families with young kids who come and play children's games and then you have really heavy gamers and all demographics and they they want it to be really inclusive and they will my favorite thing is they will say oh well, what are you into what tell me a game that you do know you like and then because th they know so much about their catalog and their business they go okay well let me bring you four I think you might enjoy so they will bring four to your table and say one quick sentence on each of them go, which one do you want to learn? Then they teach it to you. And that's my favorite part is you don't have to learn. You well, you do have to learn, but it's you not have your someone, responsibility. Right. And you have someone that you can like raise your hand and be like, hey, we don't get this. Can you clarify or help? Yeah. Um, and it's so refreshing to have that. And I think that makes it so much more approachable for people. And again, with people who say I'm not into board games. I know like Drew, one of the owners has like a mission to like find the one you are into, right? It's like, you tell me you're not into it, but I will find one. He got, he got my dad to play a game and my dad really liked it. I say my family's big into gaming. My dad really isn't, but I made him go once with me because it's like yeah. the place that I like to go. And Drew right away, he found one that like made my dad tick and that we've played a bunch of times since then. Awesome. So this place is great. Um, 
Where is it? Where is it located? It's uh, in Lakeview. It's on Clark Street between Belmont and school. So they're next to the Target on Belmont and Clark. When they were building the cafe and like eventually they put the sign up like coming soon. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, that's why I very quickly became a regular because it's on my street. And now I don't buy games anymore. Very rarely because I don't want to make space for them. For one, it's like it takes up a lot of space. It's not like collecting cards. And um, and I just like walking over there. And now I get to play games all the time that I don't know. Like it's like, oh, hey, we got this new one in. Um, so it was really cool when it opened up on my block. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're great about they have events a lot, too, to help people kind of get into it. And again, there's there's board games now. What I would still classify as board games that don't fit into any category I would have thought of before. So there's one game we really like called Cartographers. And the genre of game is called a roll and write. So based on like cards that are drawn or things that are said, you you basically, you're, you're a map maker, you're a cartographer. So you're drawing a pattern on this piece of paper. So you're just using like a pencil and paper for the whole game, right? Well, speak of nerdy, Sylvia and I show up one night for a date night to go to this uh, this event at our friend's cafe. And we play with colored pencils because uh, there's like four different colors on your map, but you can do it by a pattern. And I'm like, look, if everything is graphite, anything even graphite anymore, pencil colored. (laughs) Uh, I can't tell. Thank you. Thank you for that word. Did I say I'm a writer? What? (laughs) I do words for a living, folks. Uh, (laughs) So we show up with our colored pencils and we heard there were seven other people coming to this event. Well, it turns out it was one group of friends and us. So we merged the tables together, right? And they seemed so cool, and it, it was and so they fun. they never played the game. They never played the game, oh. right? And they're so cool, and they're doing a thing in their friend group. We, we got to chat with them. I really like them a lot. And every week, um, one of them is planning, like, a new experience for the group. So they were like, okay, how do we play this game? And I look at Sylvia. I'm like, look, I, we brought our own colored pencils. I got to go get the colored pencils. I'll be right back. We're going to crush so, them if not, right? So I run to Target down the street, and I buy, like, three boxes, like, giant boxes of colored pencils. I distribute them to these, like, seven strangers, and we, we all had so much fun. And it's like, they're like, oh, this really helped. And, um, I mean, Bonus Round taught it so well. And, I mean, they they actually drew out the cards to make it easier. for It was it was really fun. And I think the heart of it there with you wanting to run and get them colored pencils is like we wanted them to enjoy it. Right. It's like we want even though like they don't know the game and learning a game can be frustrating. Because they were intimidated because we clearly knew it. we showed up with <laughs> our own <laughs> colored pencils for crying out loud. Oh, they know what's going on. <laughs> but we wanted them to have fun. And Sarah's like, I think we need to get them the game or, or the pencils or it'll be harder for them and they may not enjoy it. She's like. I want them to like it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. That was, so, but they do all kinds of like specialty nights and all sorts of stuff. But I really recommend people going there and I checking love, it out. I love, you mentioned too the, their food. Do they serve food there or can you order food no, in? No, they serve their cafe. That's awesome. So they have okay. a full like coffee shop menu and they have beer and spirits. And so cocktails they, are all named after different board games, oh, which is fun. Yes. So they do like alcohol menu coffee shop menu and then they do have food um so it really is like a cafe restaurant yeah and they have a retail space too so if you go in and play you actually get well, a discount sell games. yeah you like, get a discount on the games yeah. you sell well yeah. and we we sound like total fangirls we but are, they, we are. Yeah, you truly are i love it <laughs> they uh of course had like a challenge in the pandemic when suddenly a cafe and your business model is bringing people in to play games they had to of course shut down for a while they really pivoted into a board game shop for many months because it was like, okay, well, how do we 
get people in here and everyone's buying games suddenly because they have nothing to do at home. Um, so they really pivoted nicely. And now that they're returning to the cafe, they have kept a lot of the retail section. Um, so it's anyway, go check it out. It's a really I cool place. Um, with uh, the amount of time that you've probably spent at, at, at this place, how does board games come into your everyday life? Now, this is a loaded question because like, as my brain is just breaking it down, I'm like, you play games every day. Everyone plays games. Like, that's just how humanity, I think, gets through anything. We just like games. We like yeah. playing. But specifically, <laughs> the board game experience, how do you use that in, like, your everyday life? I'll give you an example. So um, for her birthday recently, we went to a, a cabin in Michigan. And uh, our idea of fun, it was, it was kind of chilly out. So it's like, we're going to be outside the whole time. I'm like, we're going to bring a bunch of board games and we're going to have a tournament. Like we're going to have a tournament with some friends and they, they, some of them weren't able to come. Um, but the two of us, I brought a, brought a whiteboard and we made a little tournament bracket and the two of us went through all these games and talk about competitive. We added layers to each game because we assigned weights to them and points based on the weight. <laughs> based on how complicated they yes. were. You, you would have thought we were go going to this place for a week. Because, like, if you've ever seen a... It was for two days. Two nights. Two if nights. you've ever seen a cajon bag, do you know, like, a drum, a box? So I played two, two drums, two cajons. And I took one of those cases and I filled it up with board games. And then she brought it back. We have a picture we can show you afterwards. Actually, it's a great picture. Um, she, she kicked my ass in that tournament. Although, I think I won the one maybe before that. But we've done you that sure before. sure did not. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, like, I would say everyday life, like she was saying, we play just the two of us a bunch. Like, a lot of the games that we have, you can play with multiple people. We also play the two of us. There's um, one legacy game that we play, which that was a new genre for me, and that's a cooperative game. So you're playing and trying to all win as a group instead of against each other. Um, but the legacy part is it's played over several different times. So this game... As in, like, different sittings? Yeah, or like, different, different sittings. Okay, okay. Um, and so this pandemic legacy game we're playing right now, we play with two other friends, and, like, we meet, like, once a week or once every other week, and it's... You know, we just keep playing it. So we have these regular hangouts. But what's cool about the legacy game, the whole genre, is the game changes every time. So it's what's so cool is it comes it comes with like secret boxes and stickers and open this door. And it's a little bit choose your own adventure yeah. where it's like if this happened in this game, open box five and read the cards in there and permanent all like it'll say rip up these cards or put this sticker on the board. So it permanently alters the, the game. So you can only play through it once, um, but playing through it once is like 12 or 20 sessions of play. Um, so it's really cool because it, it, it evolves. It's sort of a breathe, living, breathing game. And anyone who plays through it, any group of friends, has a very different experience. So it's a fun new thing. There's about seven or eight games now that I think are legacy games. They keep coming out. That's crazy. And, and you mentioned Scavenger Hunts earlier that you really like. I love escape rooms so much. Oh, I worked at one for a while. Oh, my gosh. Them. We got to yeah. go together, Michael. I love escape oh, rooms. Yeah. I love them. I've Yes, I love them so much. And uh, like Scavenger Hunts, escape rooms... Games like this, like you just said, Sylvia, it is kind of choose your own adventure. And also, like, the brilliance to create a game like that is not lost on me. Like, I can't imagine how many minds it took to be like, okay, we're going to design this. And then 
this happens and this happens. Like, it's just, I think it's brilliant. The cause and effect thinking of building games right? is it blows my mind. insane. Yeah. Like, just the amount of time that you have to probably sit and think. Yeah, and I think what I love the most, Michael, about games, just as we're talking about this, it, it feeds my inner child. Like, the adventure, um, just the fun, the doing something for the sake of doing it. Like, this pandemic legacy one, I was the eight-year-old kid running around with a little spy kit in my backyard and my binoculars and my little listening gun. Like, of course you were. I was that baby yes. gay that was like. I was too. So uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I had my little watch, right? And now I'm a grown-ass adult playing this game like every other week. And we have passports for our spy aliases every time, right? Like, so And you have to take notes. Like so It's a fun. game that you, you're, you're taking notes yeah. during. So many people go, why would you spend so many hours doing this? But it's so fun. I would love that. Yeah, it's so I would fun. love that. So fun. Anything that can fully submerse you, right? right to exactly. put you into some different place, like that's what I like yeah. as well. So I would say there's something for everyone with board games. There's puzzly games that last 30 minutes that like really anyone can learn, like a nine-year-old kid or, you know, anyone like our parents age or older who hasn't played games in years. I feel like they could learn it really easily and have like a fun shared experience. And then there's more complex games like that where it is totally immersive and, and you're in it. And I just think it's just it's a good way to connect, kick back, relax, and there's something new. In terms of our daily life, though, you hit, I mean, you hit the nail on the head every day in some way. And also, we're just stupid competitive. And to your point, we're like, you're playing games every day, whether you're playing mm-hmm. actual games or not. Right. We truly are. All the time, like, well, I can beat you at this. Or, or just like, yeah. I'm going to race you to the kitchen well, for exactly. no reason. We are always, like, <laughs> tell finding them, tell a way about to see who and gets how we, to win. Oh. How we make oh that competitive. So, okay. I'll wait for this, we, Michael. We really got into Wordle, of course, as, like, the world did mm-hmm. for a while. And, you know, there's all the variations. So the three that stuck for us is normal Wordle and then Quirtle, which is the one where you do four in one. So it's, like, four of the same puzzles at the same time. And then there's one called Square Word, which is more like a box and you have to get it in a like certain... Like a Sudoku? Word. Yeah, a little okay, bit. Okay. And those are the three that we both play every day, all the time. So now, instead of who won at this one and who won at that one, uh-huh. we count our cumulative amount of guesses. Yeah. So it's like, how many guesses did Wordle take you? How many guesses did this one take and you? And Quirtle, you have like four different numbers because yeah, so four then you're trying to... So then every day, it's like, okay, I finished them. And we have to compare all the numbers, and then you add up the five, five, yeah, mm-hmm. no, six yeah. numbers. Oh, yeah, six. The six numbers, and see what our total is to see who won for the day. And last night, for example, she won by one guess out of five numbers. Four, I keep saying five. Out of six numbers, she won by one. And it made me so mad. And it's like, suddenly it makes this game... Every guess counts. It guess, it counts so much. And Whereas, you woke up the next day and you're like, I have to win this. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, when you start when we started playing Wordle, like when everyone else did, it was just sort of like, okay, let's see how much I can get it in. Now it's like, I will not waste a guess on yes. something because <laughs> she beat me by one. I love it. So everything's a competition. It truly is. I love it. We've we've kind of talked a little bit about it or around the around the bush on some of uh, some of these conversations, but we're talked about how the community might not be as open sometimes. Or when you have the gaming experience, there's like, oh, you like this, I don't want to talk to you because you like this. What gatekeeping. Are, yeah, there's a lot of gatekeeping with that, and we can dive into that as well. But what are some other things that aren't? your jam with board games. Like what is about a board game or about the board game experience that you're just like, this is not what I like. This is not what I signed up for here. I think, you know, when you asked earlier, do I bring up board games right away with people? I think with different communities or hobbies or identities, you know, 
oftentimes people come into it with some sort of stereotype and as soon as you say whatever it is that's what kind of comes to people's mind i like to just it, it, i'm not at all ashamed of boarding i mean i talk about it all the time but it, i wouldn't say it's like a self-identifier for me it's like this is something i really like doing and i think getting to know people in a sense of like hey what are the hobbies and things i can connect with you on Oh, hey, have you ever played this game? Would you be into it sometime? I don't know, just making something a little bit more accessible because I think anytime someone feels like the odd one out in a hobby, it can be really intimidating to learn, right? Like any hobby. So I would say, you know, the, the community that we play with, I don't I don't get that gatekeeping experience from, from anyone. But I know the community at large, there's some Facebook groups and things I'm a part of. And so I just I just eat my popcorn while reading some of the news <laughs> I mean, feeds. Yeah. It's, it's, it's entertainment. <laughs> well, and I would, I'm sure that they're not sure. I know there's plenty of people in this hobby that would listen to this and go, "Oh, they're not real gamers, That's right?" True. Like everyone has that level. And like one, th you asked what we don't like. One of the things that I don't have the attention for is these games that are like two or three hours long. Mm -hmm. Like my Same. limit is, is if it's more than an hour, I sort of would rather play more shorter games than one yes. whole day game. Like I want a game night round yeah. robin style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And I think a lot of people would be like, oh, she's not into those really heavyweight games. She's not a real gamer. So there is a, a level of that. It's um, fun. Sorry. No, go ahead. I, I would kind of equate it. So uh, both of us are kind of now we struggle to just like watch movies a lot. Uh, cause we're like a movie is so long. It's like two hours. Three hour hours long. However, yeah. if we binge a TV show, we might watch it for four oh, hours. I can right? watch eight hours of a TV example. show, yeah. but I can't watch a movie. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's kind of like that. Like it's the variety of having all those experiences where we will sit and play games for a few hours sometimes, but we'll play like three or four games. It comes back to what you said at the beginning. It's about the experience. Right. You're having multiple experiences with different games. And there's a beginning, middle, middle and an end. end. to each thing. You're completing a cycle. Like, like that a TV is episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of people would probably, who are they to talk about this either because there is those, sort of those levels. But the things I'm not into are the really long ones. I mentioned before, RPGs for me are hard just because they a just don't make... A role-player game. Yeah. They don't really make me tick. And games that involve being mean to people for some reason i just have a hard time when the objective is to shit on your neighbor if you know that card game yeah, that's a, yeah. And when the objective is just to objective is just to play offensively all the time it can make it really not fun for other people at the table and ultimately what we're all trying to do is have just fun, have fun and have end. like a pleasant time with each other and i think back to like catchphrase i don't know if you ever played that but catchphrase when apples to apples came out before like cards against humanity all that stuff there's that social communal vibe. I would say regardless of what the game is, that's kind of the objective or what makes it so fun. It's that engagement with people. Um, and whatever the game is, that's just an avenue for that. I think you mean avenue to community. And for me, it's also an avenue for, you know, strategy and critical thinking and creativity but it's just one path to that and so i think for me I, if someone listens to this and is like they don't even know what they're talking about i'm okay with that because i'm not out to prove that exactly. i'm like the nerdiest or best board gamer it's just a thing i it's like something we like to do it's yeah. all about it's, it's for me and this the show is why, why i love it is because it's about what people love yeah. and people love different things it doesn't matter if you're an expert it doesn't matter if you just googled it once right um with that, would you ever want to work for a gaming company or have your job or your source of income be the thing that you guys love? 
or would it be something that would you just oh I'm I can't because I'd be too close to that. So so I'm in I'm in marketing and well, you said you're a writer. Like in my mind, I'm just yeah, like you yeah, could yeah. write a game. Right. Like, I, mean, so, I think she could. I, I think I could. would love yeah. it. I do. I do think, and I'm not sure about this, but I think you know there's so many creative designers and and copywriters and um, just brilliant minds and and artists in the board game industry. And I, I work kind of in supply chain now, and so I know that everything's kind of a mess. And that's really screwing over a lot of these a lot of these companies. Their costs are really up. So what I would say is, you know, if I didn't have to worry about the financial side of anything, I think it would be really fun to um, to write copy for a bunch of games and help with like marketing strategy and everything. I think it'd be a blast. Uh, but I do think, you know, unfortunately, with a lot of these these really creative hobbies i think sometimes it can be a, a thankless effort for the people who like so many hours go into it um and i think you know that passion is fulfilling and the community is fulfilling um but i definitely think it's like a huge challenge probably for people who are in it because there's a lot more hurdles now that they would need to you know jump over um, but in terms of like being immersed in it, I think it'd be really fun. <laughs> if I'm not thinking about the logistics of life, like, yeah, that'd be great. The closest I think I would, I'm not terribly interested in trying to monetize it, but the closest I can think about that is, you know, as an event manager, as someone who plans large gatherings, I think it could be fun to work on one of the conventions or work on one of the trade shows that are. Oh my gosh, um, that are game board trade shows. Oh, there's shows. a lot of them. Yeah, I've oh. never been to one. I've never. Either. I've wanted to. There's a bunch. And that I think would be fun. You know, that is already my my field and my career. But to work on one of those trade shows just because it touches also on a hobby as opposed to working on like a car show or a medical conference. Um, it could be really fun. But um, that's not so much on the board games. It's just it's interesting to have a topic you're interested in that you're working on. Maybe we'll put that on our bucket list. Like I just, you know, volunteer to do some copy and marketing for a game and like you yeah. work at, yeah, that like, could be, fun. be so fun i did with my friends the ones who moved away we did and we did make up our own board game i would not say design because it was mostly we found a way to mush three games we like to play together because we'd hang out a bunch and go well which one should we play and then we couldn't decide because we wanted to play them all so it's like oh well let's just combine it into one game so we did sort of invent our own version of existing games that I can only play with them. We've, I mean, we need to teach it to a few more people. And they've said before, we should just, we should market this. Is this Spanasta? Yeah, it's Spanasta. It's, so, okay. it's a combination of Canasta and Spades. Oh, Spades. I'm and you combine to them into one game. It's very fun. And they taught me added, and it's fun. We added another element into it to make it, there's a third game to it. I haven't shown you that. It's oh. more like to make points between rounds. Anyway, <laughs> but we... Uh, it became my thing. Like it's a more sophisticated version of a frat house and they're just trying to like think of different <laughs> drinking games. You know what I mean? There's a fourth component that involves a red solo cup, yes. right? And the stairs. So, <laughs> so we, we did that just to entertain ourselves. But um, yeah. uh, Well, this has been a great conversation. I have one last question. Um, and it, 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 well, you guys died. Um, and when you died, uh, because we're so close and we've known each other for, you know, years, uh, minutes, um, I got asked to go in to your personal space and, and take all your stuff. Uh, so while I'm in your personal space, I find a secret compartment that no one knew about. 
And in the secret compartment, there's a note and a box. And on the note, it says, whatever is in this box represents my obsession. What's in the box? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We're still talking about board games? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I have one. I... Actually, I have two. I would say, if anything, a deck of cards and like a bowl of dice, right? Mm. Real old school. I used to collect dice, like decorative ones. Um, So real old school, like here's a deck of cards, here's dice, there you go. But the other thing, so we had COVID a little while ago and we, well, I'll back it up. We've been talking about bonus round because we're fangirls and they do have memberships, right? Where if you go a lot, you could, you can pay for like a three month membership yes. and whatever. So we decided to do it because we go a lot and they were out of the cards because they laminate cards as your like membership card. They were out of them. So they're like, well, we'll get it for you next time. And Sarah goes, can we make our own? Can we, can we design our own cards? And they were like, sure. Of whatever. course they were. So then <laughs> there was one night when we were stuck at home with, with the COVID and we had a craft night where we designed our own membership cards for this game cafe. And they're amazing. We made these membership cards out of old pieces of other board games. Oh, that's like totally, so cool. totally crafted this shit That's up. really cool. And they haven't laminated them yet because we haven't been able to see them. But I feel like my membership card that I made for a board game cafe made out of pieces and components of old games would totally be what yeah, was in that box. That's in that box. Yeah. Right? 100%. That's awesome. That's my answer. I love that. <laughs> Beat that. <laughs> so I don't know if I can, but it is a competition. So, you know, I'm going to try. <laughs> so a couple things. I think one would be in that box are the beautifully printed 3D components that I spent hundreds of dollars on for games I still hadn't played. <laughs> And, and the other thing in the box is scorecards. So I keep I keep them after games and I, I collect things and I know it's something or it's like there's no reason to keep this. But I think it's sentimental for me. Like I like after a game and we fill out the scorecards, whether I win or lose, to just look back. And often, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but after the games, I date them. Do you really? Yeah. I've never noticed that. Because I just adorable. think it's like fun. Like it's a memory. It's an experience. It's not just like about the score. It's like, oh, if I look back at that date, like maybe that's when we were in the cabin for the tournament or, uh, yeah, okay, at home. you win. That's I don't know. adorable. I mean, maybe our box will be the same box. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, are all the scorecards different or do you do like, yeah, so for every different game games, like all usually of that has stuff? like a different okay. score pad. And so, I usually keep them in the box of the game. Awesome. She won't let me throw them out. That's like awesome. there's one game. This is why <laughs> the one game we were talking about the cartographers. We have so many pieces of paper we've done that the box won't even close well anymore. But she's like, "Don't throw those out! Don't throw those!" Out. We but did use some for our membership cards. Yeah, we did cut some of them up <laughs> for our arts and crafts. Oh, well, thank you guys. I love this conversation. But I'm gonna test your knowledge now. Oh boy, Ooh. it is time. For nerdy knowledge. Okay. I'm bad at trivia. That is one thing I am bad at. <laughs> so, you did say at the beginning that is, this, is it going to be about modern day or more old school? It's a little mix of both. All right. But I've crafted them to teach us things because board games was so broad of a topic. And you and, didn't know us. So. And I didn't know you. So this is going to be fun. Um, there are, what did I say, 40 some points on the line. Um, how we're going to do this. All right. So some of these questions do have bonus quest, bonus answers you can give. Um, you only get you only get the option of a bonus 
if you answer correctly and your opponent can steal. I'm getting nervous. It's, it's fun. We'll just go along with it. Oh, <laughs> We're you? just having fun. How do you steal? <laughs> they get it wrong? Yeah, they, yeah, that's all. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, I wish we would have brought a taboo buzzer. And I was just going to say, ah! <laughs> whoever did it, um, either throw your hand out or say your name. Either one. Oh, I don't, or kick. I don't, I just make, I'm going to slap my shoe. Or, or that, yeah. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm Either slam one. My shoe. Either one works. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We're ready. Okay. What game was introduced to counter the Christian moral focused games Ooh. that were in the market? Oh you my should gosh, know this. this is fascinating. Now I want to know what the Christian moral games in the market were. We'll I should there. know this. We'll get there. <laughs> is this like post it is, millennium? It, it, or? I will tell you the game is a well known 90s board game. That, that it's countering or the one that was The invented. one that was released. The well known 90s board game. I remember it in the 90s. I can't remember what I can remember. I'm just going to throw a random guess out Do there. It. I hope it's Candyland. Mm, incorrect. But good mm, guess. I have a great trivia about Candyland. I probably do too. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what game was invented to counter the moral games? Hmm. I really don't know. Mall Madness. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Along the same lines, the game was the game of life. And oh, the reason it was created was to go against moralism and go more into capitalism. Oh, <laughs> Makes sense. There it is. <laughs> Materialism and capitalism is why the game of life was created. The game of, yeah, the game of life used to make me mad. The real one or the board game? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is worth two points. What are the two letters that boggle put on the same cube, making it impossible for players to use a certain swear word. Oh. Your hand was up. F and K? Correct. Oh, my gosh. played. <laughs> nice. In the mid-90s, Hasbro su- successfully sued a porn website for their domain name. What was the domain? Oh. This is a phenomenal trivia question. It must be a name... Like, that's a riff off of one of their games, uh-huh. but I really don't know. Ooh, okay, I'm just going to... I don't know if this was Hasbro. Maybe something has to do with Connect 4? Ooh, I could see some porn sites, but no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm going to say, what's porn? <laughs> no, I... What is porn? <laughs> uh, I don't know the answer to that. I have no idea. Candyland.com oh! was originally a porn website. I'm sorry, I would like to apply my that first was like, answer. answer. Right, okay. <laughs> that is... Uh, I loved that. And that has bro one. All right. Uh, four points. The current game of life has spaces for babies, getting married, payday, night school, buying a house, and others. What four spaces did the original game of life feature that aren't there anymore? Four spaces. Can you, do you mind saying those other ones again? Yeah, the ones that they do have now are babies, getting married, payday, night school, buying a house. Okay, I think going to college was one of them. Okay. Getting a job. Remember, this is what the old one had that the uh, new one doesn't. Uh, <laughs> oh. Back to you, Sylvia. <laughs> I was like, the minute you said getting going, to, I'm just like, no, that, that, that one's It's interesting. There. The current one doesn't have college, but has a night school. Mm. Huh. No, no, it does have college. Oh, it does. I, there's, I, there's, like, I didn't read all of them. Oh, so I, 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 I didn't read all of them. Ones that it had that it doesn't now. Mm-hmm. I was going to say babies, but it... It does now. It's there. Wow, you're driver's license. Us. Driver's license. Ooh, 
I don't think there is one. Getting pinned? <laughs> Court the right to Court vote? <laughs> the right to vote. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Well, the original Game of Life featured spaces for suicide, disgrace, oh my. poverty, disgrace. and prison. Mm-hmm. What? The Christian morality games. The Game of Life wow. was actually put, when it was created, it had some Christian morality squares into it. And that was that. Baby, oh, I gotta read failing. up on this. Isn't that oh, weird? We are failing. We are failing. You have I, two points. I have points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The word Jenga means to build in what language? <gasps> yes. I'm gonna guess German. No. Jenga. Jenga. Dutch. Swahili. Oh, Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Starting in 1973. The Monopoly World Championship has been held infrequently all around the world, most recently held in Macau, China in 2015. The prize for winning is the same amount of money in a Monopoly bank. Oh, how much money is in the I Monopoly bank? That. Okay, that's brilliant, actually. Thank you. I'm very proud of that question. I wrote it and I read it to my boyfriend immediately because I'm oh, like, I'm very proud of how I crafted this one. That is very impressive, and I could not even guess. Okay, I'm gonna make a guess because I don't have anything to lose. Literally, I have zero points. Exactly. Um, Do I lose points if I no, get it no, wrong? No, no okay. loses points. No loses. A million and a half dollars. <laughs> no. <laughs> Five million. Ooh. <laughs> the Monopoly Bank only has twenty thousand dollars in it, guys. <laughs> twenty thousand dollars five hundred and eighty. Okay. Okay, can I tell you Monopoly, Monopoly trivia? Yeah. So during World War II, the Germans allowed humanitarian groups to distribute care packages to soldiers um, imprisoned in the war camps. And because Monopoly was often part of those packages, um, as it was really popular down then, the British Secret Service conspired with the game manufacturer to hide compass maps and small tools <gasps> inside secret compartments built into the game board that's awesome. isn't that cool so like that's monopoly so was used cool. during the, the war, war to help prisoners that's... of war which like i never knew that until i just looked it up and i just think that is the neatest thing that's really that's cool. so cool i yeah. thought you were gonna say they use little metal things and made them into bullets or something <laughs> gave people lead poisoning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to do your candy? Your candy? Yes. Yeah. This one I knew on my own. Oh, I didn't have to it. look it up. But Candyland, can you? Okay, trivia for you. Yeah. For both of you. Ooh. You're in the game now. Yes. Candyland was designed for a. I'm just going to say, why was Candyland designed? It was designed by a school teacher to wait to help with the boredom of polio. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. So yeah. It was oh my gosh, Michael in second place. <laughs> it was designed for quarantined polio kids and it was something for them to play in the like 15 minutes a day that they were allowed outside the iron lungs and it was like to help them deal with boredom so that's why it was designed and why it's such a simple game yeah it's so great i saw that too while i was looking up facts. I thought that I was, so why wasn't cool. that a question i would have gotten those points <laughs> <laughs> well maybe i thought it was too easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right in 1962 for a class assignment a sophomore at the university of illinois created what well-known game clue i was gonna guess no. that Okay, I get a second guess. 70? 60? Uh, 62. 1962. Is it Scrabble? No. 
Also good guess, though, for a class assignment, both of those. Operation. Ooh, I remember that one. The inventor was John Spinello. The sad thing, he only made $500 off of selling the prototype. What did I tell you? Exactly. That's what you said. Thankless (laughs) jobs. All right, this one. I'm winning with two points. You are. Don't hate me, anyone, for this question. (laughs) The Red Balloon by Frenchman Albert Lamorosi. The silent film? Yeah, is the only short film to win or be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. I I used to watch it all the time as a kid. Albert Lamorosi is also the creator of what game? (gasps) Wow. I love that you both watched The Red Balloon. Oh my gosh, I don't know why I watched it all the time. Me too. A popular game. I'm like, think, what is a French game? Like, would I know if it was designed by a French person? You would not know this game was designed by a French person unless you knew the, the oh, French shoots title. and ladders. No, <gasps> that's a good guess, though. It is a no. good guess. Okay, I think I'm gonna take a guess. <laughs> you got nothing to lose. <laughs> Have I already guessed it? No, this one has not been brought up mm, yet. Okay. Uno. No. Is it Twister? No. Risk. Oh. He made it while he was on uh, a trip with his family to the Netherlands, and it was originally called La Conquête de Monde, which is the conquest of the world. Hmm. That's amazing. That's great trivia. Look at all this trivia we're learning. I know. I know. We didn't know yet. (gasps) We didn't know yet that we both watched The Red Balloon. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Hasn't everyone? Is that obscure? I think it's obscure nowadays. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but we're old. All right, mm. two more questions, and they each, the first question is worth 15 points. Well, this I can make a comeback. Yeah, you can. These next two are kind of guessables, so to help out, but they're, but, but they're worth it, I promise you. Since 1947, Clue has had many different variations and spinoffs made for fans. Each version having created a theme of who killed the victim, where were they killed, and what were they killed with? Can you give the who, where, and what were left behind in the Golden Girl version of Clue? <laughs> oh my gosh, this is phenomenal. <laughs> who, what, where? So who was killed, where, so, and what yeah, was left so behind? What, okay. what is their version of who was killed? What is their version of where? And what is their version of what? I was like, I know the original <laughs> I This came out of the blue on one of the websites I was looking at, and I had to include it solely for the answers. <laughs> like, it is beautiful. There's got to be a million answers, though, right? There, we just have to so guess let's one focus, of them. So let's focus on the, uh, the who. So what do you think in the Golden Girls, who was killed, or what their version of who was killed it is? It wouldn't be one of them. It couldn't be one of the four of them. Definitely not <laughs> Betty White. Don't look at me like I'm going to give you the answer. <laughs> be Arthur. No, um, it's the act. It's the actress. It's the author. The author. It's not the character. It's Dorothy. Who was killed? Maybe like all the men that they dated and all the people that they went through during the show. Well, if you remember when you're playing Clue, you can still play Dorothy. You can still play Dorothy and then say, "Oh, Dorothy did this and this." That's true. So okay, Blanche. Okay. In the veranda. Okay. With, with a, I don't know. <laughs> so you think you think it's a death? Oh, it's not necessarily died. a death. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, this changes everything. I'm gonna guess it's in the kitchen, and that's my only guess. <laughs> 
Can you name the Golden Girls? No, not the whole one. Oh, it's okay. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the who because I think this one will be hard. Okay. But the other you can guess. I think the other one. So the who is who ate the last piece the of pie. cheesecake? Oh my gosh, so close. <laughs> well, that's the who. Yeah. And so the where is where are they at that we have to solve this crime? What is the board game? Well, not their house. That would be too obvious. Who ate the last piece of cheese? Is the who? Yeah. So then where? Because you know how in the clue there's the yeah, where is like that stuff. Yeah. Map. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I'm gonna and need it's, you to. And it is their house. It's Blanche's house. It is Blanche's mm. house. What do you guys think of any of the rooms? Do you think you can think of any rooms? I can just so think of the kitchen, the kitchen dining room. I love that. Um, they got Blanche, Blanche, Rose, Dorothy, and Sophia's bedrooms. The lanai. Oh well, that's, oh, that's it. A, okay. <laughs> the bathroom, which was the veranda, uh, or the veranda, which is the lanai, yeah. the bathroom, the kitchen, and the garage. All right. I mean, the lanai is gonna it's have so some great. shady shit happening <laughs> on it. Um, and then the what? So what word? What are the Golden Girls version of Clue's murder weapons? This is so great. Whoever ate the cheesecake? What I want it to be a, a toaster. Fork. It could be a napkin. It could be hairspray. I don't know how you'd kill someone's. Maybe like. Or maybe what? Yeah, what perfume they were wearing and what what they smelled, smelled like. like. You're on the right track. Mm. <gasps> no one got points for this one. It was, we but sure I like talking not. about it. We sure it. did not, folks. It is what evidence they left behind, and they are a Crumbs. bathrobe, a feathered slipper, a rattan chair, like one of those wicker chairs, right? Sophia's purse, lipstick. Or a whipped cream can. What? <laughs> no, I was pretty close with hairspray. You were close. You were. <laughs> you were actually close with that. That's All amazing. Right. So the last That's a great question. Thank you. Okay. Now the last question is about dates. So you have the sixth century AD, the eighteen hundreds, the nineteen hundreds, or the two thousands. Okay, so centuries is what we're going off of. I'm going to name a board game. And I just want tell me what century they were in. So AD 16. So 6th century, AD 18, 19, 2000s. Okay. AD 18, 19, 2000s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. The Settlers of Catan. 1900s. 1900s yeah, is correct. You got that one right. <laughs> 1996. See, this is where you guys are going to get points because mm-hmm. I put some easy ones in yeah, there. You're, also, you're faster. <laughs> I slapped so hard. <laughs> I'm watching. Let's do Parcheesi. 1800s. Correct. Mm. The Traveler's Tour of the United States. 1800s. It is. <laughs> That's a good guess Sounds for Sounds like one. a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. Chess. 86. What was it? 6th century AD? There you go. <laughs> you just slapped faster. This is about who can slap faster, not who knows it. <laughs> She's coming back. You're tied now. 3-3. Three three. <laughs> Pandemic. Ooh. 2000s. Yeah, go. I answered first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. 1900s. 1900s. <laughs> Was that what, like the 50s? Uh, at 81, actually. Oh, sorry, were you trying to get bonus points? <laughs> was it that late? So there were two Trivial Pursuits that came yeah. out, which I thought was interesting. The first one was written, they were journalists who came up with it. Um, but I found it 80s, and then there's like some weird case that said maybe it was earlier. Yeah. So I'm not sure. So when I was a kid, mm-hmm. my, my parents had a Trivial Pursuit game. And this is when I was young. And it was the Baby Boomers edition. So it was a bit because they have all those different editions. It was a baby boomers edition of Trivial Pursuit. It's the only one we had. So 
because I'm an only child and I wanted to play games. So my my play game partner was my mom or my parents. We would play that all the time. But I had no way, no way does a 12 year old stand a chance at winning Baby Boomers edition. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you learn something. Against her mom. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did learn a ton from that. But that's the only version I've ever played was the Baby Boomers oh edition. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Um, Scrabble. 1800s. <gasps> What'd you say? 1800s. Wrong. <laughs> yes. 1900s. 1900s. <laughs> Can we get a score check, please? Uh, I'm winning. Sarah, four. Sylvia, five. By a point. <laughs> the Mansion of Happiness. Ooh. 1800s. Are you see here? 18? That's, what is that game? At, that is actually one of the first uh, printed board games in the U.S. Really? Mm-hmm. Was I right? Yeah. Sorry, 18. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, I made a mark. 1843. Cool. Um, shoots and ladders. 1800s. Nope. Uh, 1900s. 1900s. <laughs> Ticket to ride. I think the very, very, very late 90s, so 1900s. Incorrect. Oh. 2000s. 2000s. What year, though? Uh, 2004. Yeah, so it was right at that. It was right in that. Cusp. Um, Gloomhaven. Ooh. That was very recent, so 2000. Yep, 2017. That slap hurt my leg, and I didn't even get a point. <laughs> um, scrounge on those. All right, we're here. <clears throat> the game of Pope and Pagan, or the Siege of the Stronghold of Satan by the Christian Army. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm going to say 1800. You're correct. It sounds like it has to be. It sounds like a really fun game. Yeah. Real blast. I'm going to Amazon Prime it. <laughs> the original title for the game of life, which is called the checkered game of life. 1800s. 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 <laughs> <laughs> See how fun our board game tournaments I can be? I love it so much. <laughs> All right. We got, oh, three. Okay. One, two, three. What is the score check? Sarah six, nine for Sylvia. Oh, oh, get all of okay. them. Backgammon. 1800s. Incorrect. AD. AD. Sixth century AD. That's an old, old, old game. That is. There was chess, backgammon, and then this other weird one were the three that were the oldest games that are still played today. Chinese checkers? Was that one? No, it's like Urn, like the game of Urn. It's some weird, yeah. Backgammon Um, is such a good game. Oh, it It, is. It really stands up. I agree. Where am I at? This one. Okay. The Gentleman of the South Sandwich Islands. What? I'm just going to stick with the 1800s. What? Incorrect. What? I, I've never heard of it, but 1900s? 2000s. It actually what? came out in 2010. Wait, rename. Re- the Gentleman of the South Sandwich Islands. We're looking that up after this. <laughs> Sandwich is spelled with an E at the end. <laughs> just to let you know. Sandwich. Sandwich. Um, last one. Games of the Pilgrim's Progress going to Sunday school and the Tower of Babel. Well, that's going to be the 1800s, folks. <laughs> sure have read that book many oh. times, Pilgrim's Progress. <laughs> that's a book? Oh, it sure have. Yeah, you would know. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. Well, at the end of this uh, game, Sylvia has 10, Sarah Seven. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I better let you win at Wordle today. Oh, don't you say those better let you word wins. Win words. Win words. <laughs> um, well, so the final bit of this is the talk nerdy to me section. Talk nerdy to me. Top three. That's what oh, we're going to go boy. with. So the top three 
I think I what I think we'll stick with, we'll say go to game night games. Game night in terms of like you're having people over, it's an event. What are the top three games that you would, would tell somebody people, to play? What kind of people are we each? Is it each are gonna get each one. Just do what you want. It's yeah, what you, you want. What I feel what like you yeah. want. Yeah. Okay, my answer to this would t- change literally every day depending on <laughs> depending on my I mood. I love that. But if they Okay, if it's friends that I play with all the time and it's just what I feel like playing, I would probably say Ex Libris, which is a li- I call it the library game, but it's about building your library shelf with books. It's really clever game. Maybe Wingspan because I'm really into it these days and it's just so pretty. I like code names. You know, code names is old school. Everyone knows it now. It's a party game, and I I think it is so fun. If you're into word games, if you're into just more casual gaming, I love it. I think that one's a really fun one. So th- this would change any day you ask I, me, but I that's today's answer. Today's answer. Yeah. Um, so I would say Everdell, one of my favorite games, one of the most beautiful games I've ever played in terms of the art. I would say The Game, which is one that we play a ton. Really easy to learn. It's a really quick card game. It's you basically, cooperative. It's cooperative. You're trying to get the numbers in order up from 1 to 100 and descending from 100 to 1. Um, and you have four different piles you can choose from, and you're trying to get rid of the entire deck That's awesome. without screwing it up. And then the other one I really like is Cascadia. It's a newer one. It's really puzzly and also super easy for people who don't play games often to learn. Nice. Um, the Desert Island question for you guys. I want you to pick your fantasy ideal game night guest and games. You get oh. two other guests other than you two. So you're, okay. you're in okay, this together. Okay. Two other guests and one game that you one get to play. One game. Yes. You have to go first. We have a time limit. <laughs> Right, right, right. Whoa, that's hard. Two guests and one game. Two guests and one game. Okay, uh, shout out Rob and Jen. Since y'all didn't get to come to the cabin weekend, you would be my two guests. And the game I'd want to play with you guys. Spinasta. Yeah, Spinasta. Yeah. (laughs) They made it up. Yep, they did. No, I don't want to answer your your answer. Okay, well, that's what I was going to say. But the other one, Winter Kingdom, that we played at y'all's house. I want to play that again. I'm going in a total different way because you're talking about people we know. I'm I'm obsessed with Dolly Parton. Yes. And if I have any chance oh. at like hanging out she with her. She will play games. You know that. I think yes. she'd have to be one just because it means I get to hang out with her. And you know she would be fun to play oh, games yeah, with. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I think I would have to pick Dolly. That's about as far as I got. I mean, that's but fine. Like, Dolly can be two three guests. Of us, yeah, the three great. of us yeah. could play games. That'd be a blast. Um, yeah. I I have to stick with people who are alive. If I didn't have to stick with people who are alive, you I would totally to go Freddie Mercury and Dolly Parton because that, that would my be gosh. the most that fun game I night. think is the best game night, yes. With my cats, because yes. we're all into cats, <laughs> hanging yes. out, and what we would play, I, you know, I not even one of my favorite games, but I've mentioned it twice, is Codenames, because that's a four-person game. What well, could be more? And, like, it's just about, like, getting into each other's brains and, like, Freddie I think, and I could be partners. You and Dolly could be partners. Great. I think it. I think it'd be great. great. Done. Um, but I think that would be. That's awesome. That's <laughs> a fun night. That's amazing. Um, now this one for the your top event. Now games we've talked about are very much about that social aspect, that togetherness. What is a memory for both of you? I want a memory each. Uh, your top memory of playing games. <laughs> so. 
we uh, spent a weekend. This is different than the birthday cabin, but she took me to a tiny house and we did our first board game tournament there, but it was all stuff like really small games or just small card games um, that wouldn't take up a bunch of table space. And it was so much fun because we're in this like little the size of this room probably yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and it was the first and time we ever left town together yeah Aww. and it's like there's like a little kitchen and a really tiny table and this cozy bed and great shower like it was this small tiny house and whatever games we could play in there and it was it was a lot of fun i think mine is i have had a tradition for many years of new year's day and i usually work new year's eve because it's hard to work in events and not work on new year's eve so i always work on new year's eve so it became many years ago sort of my tradition that on New Year's Day we would go to New Year. We as in a bunch of friends would go to New Year's Day brunch, and um, afterwards everyone would come to my house and we'd play games all day. Like that was the way I wanted to start the New Year: is go to good food with people I like, and then everyone comes over as long as they want. And we play games all day, and to me that's a memory that sticks with me because over the years the faces have changed. Um, many people are the same, um, but the faces sort of shift. Like this year, she joined us for the first time, also her birthday. So it was extra special. But yeah, my like starting my year every year, just playing board games and eating food with like the people I enjoy the most. That sticks with me because I just get so excited about it every That's year. Beautiful. Uh, all right. Next one. Uh, where should someone start if they want to get into board games? It doesn't have to be a specific game. Like I think the um, I'd <sighs> say meetups. I mean, the meetups or the rest, the the bar, the, the cafe, the cafe, bonus yeah, cafe, yeah. right? I bonus say, bonus, uh -huh. yeah. one or the other. If they want to start getting into the hobby with someone they know, um, I would say bonus round for sure because they really their game guides really help you get there. Or if they are solo and want to meet people and sort of dip a toe into the hobby, I'd say meetups like go to meetup.com and there's so much stuff or Facebook meetups or whatever. But that's just a great way to meet like minded people. And I'd say just to supplement it, you know, I I fully agree. I'd say if you're just kind of poking around online and you just want to see what's out there, uh, a few places to start. Board Game Geek is a great website. Also, they have an awesome app. You can just kind of see some games that are hot. Uh, the Dice Tower, and there's several other YouTube channels that just talk through games <laughs> that are hot. TikTok channels, too. Uh, Board Game Atlas, if you want to see what games are on sale, I check that very frequently. <laughs> It'll tell you how popular they are. You can see the price trends. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there's lots of great blogs if you're just like, hey, I really like playing this game that most people know. What are some other games I'd like? Also, Board Game uh, Arena, which is the one that really popped up and got big during the pandemic, is it's all online, uh, a way to play real existing board games online, and they've uploaded a ton of them. And they really, it's great. It, the, I lose my patience with online stuff, but they, the way they've built it is really brilliant. It's a, They'll teach you the game because it's digital. And what we used to do with some, a few different friends during the quarantine, wait, me, this was before Sarah, is you would get on like a Zoom call or like a Google call and you can see each other on the side and then play play it so you're chatting and talking while you're playing it so it simulates it well so i think for people who may not want to are maybe more introverted or don't want to get out there to a meetup um it's a really nice way to sort of ease into seeing what you nice. like i like that that also kind of answers the uh best place to find uh talk nerdy to me as well so we're going to skip that one um next one up is random fact we heard two facts i two know facts. do you got any facts uh, <laughs> well, seeing how well I did in trivia, 
<laughs> the facts that I think that that you brought today were the um the, the what were they called? What did you call them? The types? The, yeah, the mechanisms. Yeah, the, the mechanisms. The yeah. Um, and the other thing that I think is cool is there's also weighted ratings for games, like on something like Board Game Geek, where you can see like how complicated is this going to be? Do I really want to learn something hard? And you can you can look at that to see if you want to dive what in. What about a fact about yourself and games? <sighs> I don't arrange my games alphabetically. Arrange them by size, which is pretty common, and colors. Uh, not like rainbow, but I want to have like cool colors on each shelf. So each. Oh, shelf yeah, I have watched good. her like stand back and look at her shelf and go, <laughs> "Oh, there's too many reds near each other. Oh Let's switch God. these around." I know. <laughs> and my my version of that is they all have to face the same way. Ooh, yes. if there's one game that's flipped and the the text is facing the other way, I have I have oh, yeah, to fix I, it. I, I do that. If too. I like blank. Then I will like board games. Fill in the ah. blank. Well, a, a cop out is if I like card games, I would like board games. I think if people grew up only playing cards, it's worth trying the other type. But hmm. I also think if you like puzzles, you'd like board games. Again, something like Cascadia, Calico, Tiny Towns. They they're not obviously advertised as puzzles, but there's lots of puzzling. Yeah. Or this new one we're into, this Project oh, L. Yeah. It's all it's puzzling. Like Tetris. If you like Tetris, you like some board well, games. Yeah. If you like like. I don't know that I would say necessarily if you like video games, you like board games, but like especially a lot of the app games and a lot of those may translate. <laughs> if you like video games and you're an extrovert, you would like <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Venn diagram. <laughs> Love it. Um, last one is the if you know, you know section. So what I would like you to do for this is to the board game fans out there, I want you to talk directly to them and tell them something that if they're the only ones that would know. Hey, do you have your Calax? Can you send me your shelfie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have one. Um, <laughs> she beat me. Done. So you win. I, I, won, I won the trivia game. You can win that. <laughs> the talk very to me. Thank you both so much for this chat. It's been lovely. Thank you. This is yeah. awesome. Uh, it was, it was you, fun man. to dive into a hobby in a different way. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Like, yeah, like and you are absolutely going to be playing a board oh, game. Oh, I would love it. Yes, I would love to. Point. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Bring your spy suitcase. <laughs> I will. Do you guys have any uh, plugs, anything you want to put out there, promote for yourselves or your life? You can give bonus round another plug again another if you one. want um i would like to officially uh tm the word puppy cats oh yeah uh, it could be a puppy or a cat she even wrote a song cats. about it she, she she wrote a song the other week called puppy cat about our three pets are you gonna sing it i i'm not gonna sing it at this time but i do appreciate that opportunity michael <laughs> um no, I can't think of anything. Other than bonus round, y'all. If you live in Chicago, check it out. You'll run into these two probably there. You yeah, probably probably, will. probably just ask to play a game with and them, like, and I bet you they will oh, jump totally. in. <laughs> some days, because again, I live right next there. door. Some yeah, days now when I'm like, she lives. By my, well, there's a lot of places on that block. On that block. But some days I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's anyone down there that'll play games with me. Like, I totally would walk in and like get a stranger to play with me. I do sometimes go down there and see if one of the staff or owners are there and bored like sometimes if it's quiet i'm like you want to play a game Gonna be my friend. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, as always, um, you can blah, 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 blah. 
Thank you all for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening again. Uh, this has been a great episode. If you have any other pod, if you have any other board game facts, things that you want to bring up, or things that we need to bring up on the follow up episode next week, please reach out to us on social media or, or our email at yournerdyo at gmail.com or on socials, which is yournerdyo. Thank you all again. I love you all so much. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>